0: So welcome to episode 12. I can't believe we've been doing this for 12 weeks. It's just flown by and I'm having such a great time doing it still. So apologies, but I'm probably not going to end this anytime soon. There's just too much to get fired up about. So do you guys ever get the shits with weight loss companies trying to come across all friendy, friendy and like they're all about looking after you and now suddenly they're your best friend and it's about love and Body love and compassion and health, but it's still a freaking diet, right? For me, this topic is the equivalent, like the diet culture equivalent of nails down a chalkboard. It just absolutely drives me up the freaking wall when I see these companies who have profited off the diet misery of so many millions of people just trying to keep on doing it and hoodwink us into think that that's not what they're doing it anymore. So, This week, I got chatting to the amazing Zoe Nicholson, who is a dietitian from Eat, Love What You Eat in Melbourne. And she's also one half of the moderation movement alongside Jodie Arnott. And they have done great stuff for raising awareness of the non-diet approach and pushing back against diet culture. And they're just a, a fabulous team. And Zoe, of course, is one of our untrapped guides as well. Helping us navigate through the tricky world of trying to stay connected to your body and feeling okay about your body in a world that's just full of all of these shitty messages. So, she was exactly the right person to talk to about this really incredibly in your face shit article about Weight Watchers. The Weight Watchers article, which was actually entitled, Oh, it's not about weighing yourself, it's all about health. And you know what? Nowhere in the whole article was health even mentioned. It was just such a kind of blatant attempt at gaslighting that me and Zoe got totally fired up during this conversation. She is fierce and ferocious, Zoe, but also really just nails a lot of the messaging that's going on behind Weight Watchers and what needs to change. And just to cheer you all up, by the end of the conversation, we had an awesome talk about how like what genuinely looking at health rather than just gaslighting people and pretending, but what it genuinely looks like to shift away from focus on appearance and weight into the non-diet approach. So wonderful conversation with a fascinating individual. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. So Zoe, thank you so much for joining me this week.
1: Oh, my absolute pleasure, Louise.
0: (laughs) What is firing you up at the moment?
1: What is firing me up is weight loss programs or weight loss companies who are still obviously selling weight loss but claiming that they're not about weight loss
0: (laughs) yes so the whole kind of wolf in sheep's clothing rebranding that's happening kind of it seems like everywhere right now
1: yeah absolutely so because you know weight loss is something that's sort of not seen as trendy if that's the right word anymore people don't want to be seen it's almost like there's this, there's this feel in the community or in, in our culture that weight loss is no longer something we should be doing.
0: It's so uncool. It's kind of like yeah. flared
1: jeans. Absolutely, absolutely. So everybody's trying to find another way around and making it about health. I guess that's the, mm. that's the big thing, that it's not about weight loss anymore. It's not about how you look. It's about health or wellness, quote-unquote mm. wellness.
0: Yeah, but is it really?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it's just bullshit. <laughs> it's not. It's still about weight loss for like everybody that's selling this product, but they're all busily, frantically pretending that it's health and wellness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, show me one quote unquote wellness guru or someone that's selling, you know, a health program that is not conventionally attractive or who doesn't fit within the the realms of the thin ideal
0: yeah yeah but yeah so it's there and it's bloody obvious but everyone's pretending that that's not what it's all about
1: Absolutely. That
0: drives me up the wall, like literally livid. And I think we started chatting because you saw a particular article from our good friend Weight Watchers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 who are prime offenders of this type and they are kind of, I guess, leading the world in a way, leading the world in hoodwinking us to thinking that Weight Watchers, a company whose bloody name has watching your weight in it, it's no longer about watching your weight, really?
1: No, it's about health now. <laughs> as, as the article says, it's about health, not weighing yourself.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's the title of the article, right? It mm-hmm. <laughs> weight Watchers' new president or new marketing manager or somebody saying it's all about health, not weighing yourself. And then the article goes on. I mean, and that's, I guess we should unpick how the article unfolds from there because it, it is interesting because it's showing us what's wrong. Step by step, but I mean, it just staggers me that they've actually printed this article because for me, it's showing us why they suck. But for them, I think they really believe it or something. So it's really quite confronting. It's,
1: it is bizarre. Like the very first sentence. Can I read the article? I won't be uh,
0: absolutely taken
1: down for. <laughs> so <laughs> the very first line is: Every time Mindy Grossman—that's how I pronounce her name—looks in the mirror, she is reminded that you are skinny. You are fabulous you are clever oh. and that's what's so wrong in this culture is that the skinniness or thinness is equated to being somehow better more clever more attractive more successful
0: why does clever come last
1: <laughs> <laughs> because you, you know you can be clever as a woman particularly and men get away with this a little bit more, they certainly have. It's becoming more difficult, but essentially, men have got away with being fat and not necessarily judged on their intellect. But as a woman, if you are in a larger body, then there's this automatic, well, what does she know?
0: Yeah, well, like, yeah. you can't
1: possibly be clever if you're not also thin.
0: Yeah, that is well documented in the weight bias research that people's body weights are connected to intelligence with larger bodies Mm. being thought of as less intelligent and thinner bodies being thought of as more intelligent which is complete bullshit because there's absolutely no difference in iq between body sizes but this idea is sold and so this Mm. this human being who's come on board with weight Watchers has some kind of bracelet that says she's skinny just (laughs) for some reason (laughs) i mean i wouldn't want one of those bracelets what about you
1: no, not at all. Not at all. So, yeah, it's a compact-sized mirror, that's right. I just had to... That's stuck to the back of her smartphone. Now, they do try and almost weasel their way out of that with the idea that the, you are skinny and you are fabulous has faded and that you are clever is what's left. And Mindy oh, but, says, um, and that's the most important one.
0: But, I mean, can you just... I'm just getting really quick. Can you, can you understand why it's rubbed off? Because she keeps looking in the effing mirror. <laughs> that's it. Yes. And then she tries to say, because it's not important. <laughs> My head is spinning with the amount of sort of crap that's flying around with this article already. But so she's got a compact mirror. It says you're skinny,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're successful, you're clever. She's rubbed off everything except she's clever. And so we've established she's clever. Yeah. Right. And then how does the article kind of unfold from there?
1: And then she goes on to give some of her experiences, which are, so I'll, I'll read a, a quote from her again, which is, I'd gained that adolescent weight and I wanted to try out for cheerleading. I lost the weight, tried out and made the cheerleading team. Again, emphasising... <laughs>
0: <weight loss. laughs> I'm banging my head against the
1: wall. So yeah. if you're going to be successful if you're going to get that job, if you're going to get into that cheerleading team... Which is I, important.
0: like every bit of that i hate i gained that adolescent weight you mean like
1: you I, grew <laughs> yeah. yeah you put on some body fat so uh, during puberty
0: <laughs> which was unacceptable and meant that you couldn't be a cheerleader somehow because they're only allowed to do it if they're thin yep i joined weight Watchers. yep
1: and yes, my, and day and day my
0: day. dream came true yep so she's again, saying that she actually lost weight, right? She yes. didn't talk about her health there at any point?
1: No, no, again, it was all, yeah, it's all about weight and achievements connected to weight.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> and then what does the article do?
1: And then it goes on to, with her business credentials. So the fact that she has done very well finally, if that is a good measure of success. But again, another thing that within our culture we seem to, right up there at the top of the list. And then it just goes on to talk about her immaculate blonde coiffure, if that's how I pronounce <laughs> the hairdo. I don't
0: know how you say that. that yeah, her <laughs> Let's say
1: hairdo. Let's say Hair that. Do. <laughs> and that she looked more like a cast member of Sex and the City with a leopard skin jacket and purple bejeweled libertins. <laughs> There's all sorts of words in this I need to get out of the dictionary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we're talking about her appearance
1: yeah for a change
0: okay but we did manage to squeeze in some credentials in there too right in between her dieting history and her her shoes
1: but so far it's been appearance success appearance success appearance which is weight loss driven, success
0: okay okay I feel a bit sick (laughs) (laughs) right okay so now we know that yeah she looks like someone from a tv show which is important
1: Absolutely. Okay. What, what then, happens next? What happens next? So, of course, the Oprah gets her mentioned, mm-hmm. her mentioned, which is just another example of. Well, I guess what's interesting here is they're talking about how Oprah has been so beneficial for Weight Watchers. So, essentially, Weight Watchers was flailing; people were dropping away from the program like flies because, as we all know, it doesn't work long term. So, Weight Watchers stocks were going down dramatically. So, what do they do? They bring the most successful yo-yo dieter. I okay, might say quote-unquote successful mm. yo-yo dieter. Prolific yo-yo dieter in... In human history, history.
0: Yeah. right? She's got to be the most notorious dieter on yeah. the planet.
1: Absolutely. And into the, so they bring her into the fray and she purchases 10%, which lifts the company back up. And of course, because Oprah is so trusted and respected worldwide, people go back to Weight Watchers in their droves.
0: Oh, that makes because, me feel so sad.
1: Yeah. It's so insane because everybody who loves and follows Oprah is so aware of her long battle with dieting and how unsuccessful dieting is because she puts the weight back on. So she joins Weight Watchers and by some magic, you know, because she is a magical creature, (laughs) by some magic, she is going to not only turn the company around, which is probably not hard to do with her bank account, (laughs) but... She's is going, Weight Watchers now is now going to become something that, becomes something that works.
0: Yeah. Well, she has so many people trust her and everything that she says. You know, if she mentions a book, it goes to the number one on the bestseller list. She's a dream. Mm. But, you know, even though she's Oprah, that doesn't mean that diets work, right?
1: Absolutely not. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But that's where the, the kind of, I don't know, there's like this blind spot in people's head when it comes to I guess it's and it's that the desire to be thinner is so deeply ingrained in all of us mm. like with the cultural conditioning the weight bias the whole that the thin is good fat is bad the internalized fat phobia that we all are subject to that we're all conditioned to that we all grow up with um, I guess it's, it's so deeply ingrained that yeah. It's almost like we can't see another way out. Mm-hmm. We know all the research, all the history shows that trying to pursue that weight loss dream just doesn't work. Yeah. We still so desperately want to do it. And you know and there's
0: always someone willing to sell it to us.
1: Absolutely. Yes. The weight loss dream is a powerful marketing tool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I locate the blame firmly on Weight Watchers and Oprah as well for buying into this whole mm. thing. I don't blame people for flocking back. Sure. It's like you said, it's like this is what everybody is told that they need and want. And it's very, very difficult to let that go, even in the face Mm -hmm. of overwhelming scientific evidence that says, you know what, this probably isn't going to happen for you. Really long. long. I was, you know, as we were preparing for this, I found a really awesome blog. I'll put it in the show notes. It's called the Fat Food Blog. (laughs) And the title caught my eye, which was Weight Watchers Works for Two Out of a Thousand People. And they probably weren't fat to begin with <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and it really it's good because Weight Watchers have done research so they do sponsor their own research which is to be honest quite dodgy and a red flag because their research always comes out shining brightly even when the results stink so That's always another red flag but this blog took apart one of their research studies and of course this person who's written the blog is not a Weight Watchers consultant and not associated with Weight Watchers so what they were able to do was unpack the statistics and really challenge a lot of the things that were printed in the research paper and Mm. it's just the case that so when you actually crunch the numbers and you don't polish them and shine them up too much but you actually look at what their outcomes are, 6% of Weight Watchers people reached goal weight. Mm. That's 94% didn't. Didn't. And you know what? As this blog was saying, they're not even particularly big to begin with, the people that they were studying. So they're people with a BMI between 25 and 30. So they're in that, I hate this category of BMI, but the overweight BMI category as opposed to higher weight BMI category. So they're not really, they don't have a lot of weight to lose in the beginning. Not that I agree with the idea that you even have to lose weight, but anyway. Yeah. And still 94% of their participants didn't do that. And what actually kind of (laughs) blows my mind is that they then printed this article and sold it as a really good thing.
1: Absolutely, and I was gonna, another quote from the article which, so this is Weight Watchers saying this, that when people want to lose weight, they get to a point where they're desperate and looking for the new thing that's going to work miracles. But at the end of the day, there is no such thing, except Weight Watchers. (laughs) Because it's about health, not weight.
0: See, you could just, like, write that quote and then close the doors and pack up shop and give all the money to people who need it, you know, that orphanage in Africa that Oprah. It's just, so they actually say that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's mind-boggling. Absolutely, stupendously mind-boggling.
0: So people are looking for the next bright, new, shiny thing because we know nothing works. So here we are and we're rebranding
1: to give you that next nude shiny <laughs> <not going> to...
0: <laughs> That's That blows my mind. <laughs> They're actually admitting it. This whole article is just, hi, we're Weight Watchers. We've realised that dieting isn't what you guys want anymore, so we're going to pretend to do something different. It's not actually different, but we're going to, like, really pump that PR machine and make you think it is. And here's Oprah Winfrey wearing white as proof of how healthy she is.
1: Yeah, that's almost my favourite. There, right towards the end of the article, so this article is saying it's about health. Now, nowhere have they mentioned health, physical or psychological. There's people's health, people's bank balances.
0: It's actually true. It's true. There's not even a, a mention of anything health related. No.
1: <laughs> and then at the end of the article, they say, but the big question is, how is Oprah doing? She looks great, reports. Gressman. She was at the Emmys wearing a white jumpsuit and you have to be confident to do that. Like, seriously.
0: My mind just did a backflip and then hit under the couch because it can't cope anymore.
1: Because not only is, I mean, if you're going to be healthy, you've got to be able to wear a white jumpsuit. Mm. And then if you won't have any sort of confidence, that all comes with wearing a white jumpsuit.
0: Is there a correlation between improved health and wearing white?
1: I don't know, we might have to uh, do that study. (laughs) But it's just, it is just totally bizarre. And the thing is, how is Oprah doing? Like this is, I thought that, you know, that was a question I was, I was actually quite keen to keep reading at this point going, yeah, I wonder how is Oprah, the human being, Mm. how is she actually doing as a person? How is she coping psychologically, mentally? (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's not worry about that because she looks good in a white jumpsuit. (laughs)
0: Like we don't care. Yeah, we care what she looks like, but it's not about what she looks like, it's about how confident she feels. It's so dreadful. Yeah, my mind needs just to kind of have a little rest. And yeah. yeah. It's again and again and again. It's all about appearance and then gaslighting people to say it's not about appearance. I'm so over it. And it's everywhere. It's not just Weight Watchers.
1: No, absolutely. Like I said earlier, um, just the, the quote-unquote wellness industry is driven by people's desire to, or people's unhappiness with their bodies. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I strongly believe this country, and not only this country, before, you know, we don't have a crisis of, I don't like using the word obesity, but I'll use it. We have a body image crisis. And Mm -hmm. how deeply unhappy people feel about their bodies, that's that's largely what drives the issues with food or their struggle with food and how they feel about themselves and how they take care of health and... You know, and it's and I guess you know when it comes to health, there's just way too much focus on food and exercise.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's almost
1: like you know, if you get those two things right, then you know that's health. That's health. You were
0: telling me before we started about an Instagram ad that you saw that you got a bit enraged about because and it's doing this kind of thing, right?
1: Absolutely. So let's. I was just going to go into my photos, so I took some snapshots of it. So it was a sponsored ad that came up in my feed which is this app will dramatically change your body, get your free trial now. And what the video does is it runs through its workout and meal plans, which you can obviously buy off them. And in the space of eight weeks, you can lose a decent amount of pounds. But what the images actually do is each week the woman's body in her scanty underwear, which is just a, it's not a real woman's body, it's a diagram, shrinks dramatically. Her bone structure changes significantly. So by the end of it, she has a very thin waist and a thigh gap.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: this is what's being sold. And it's had over, I don't know how long it's been running for, but over 200,000 views. And I'm not sure the, the people that run it, they've probably got, you know, tens of thousands of likes. And that's something that really shits me. Yeah, that
0: shits me Where? Too, that, that, That's that's yeah. being saturated and viewed by such an enormous number of I mean, people.
1: Yeah, and the comments, the comments, I, 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 I'll, I'll sometimes look through the comments hoping to find some ones where people are just going, this is ridiculous, this is nuts. But overwhelmingly, the comments are like, oh, my God, wow, I've got to try this program. This is amazing. There was another one that came up recently, you know, Fit and Furious at 40. And that was an actual model who someone did point out is not actually 40. I think she's only in her early 30s. Mm-hmm. But just the absolute sin ideal, toned, tanned, in a scanty bikini.
0: I saw that. Yeah, that made me, I, I think I threw my phone at that one.
1: <laughs> and it's just enraging. It's infuriating.
0: Yeah. Once again, again and again, we're being showed an ideal mm. and being told that that's fit or that's health. And it's not. It's the thin ideal with muscles and it's really unattainable and it's mm. bloody annoying that it's all over the place, everywhere. And, yeah, never read the comments, Zoe. Just make them.
1: it's just it's so frustrating that so frustrating that those sort of posts or ads have so many followers and it's not so much that I'm you know jealous that they've got more followers than me it's nice to have lots of followers but it's the fact that they reach so many people but that so many of us are so easily if I think you know brainwashed and like you said before I don't I don't blame the individual because there's so much cultural conditioning there but it's just, it's sad.
0: It is sad. It's sad, but like we're so visual and we see images like this of this ideal and it catches our eye, it gets our attention because that's what we're being conditioned our entire lives to think of as desirable. And it's so important to try to pull back and actually see what you're being sold in that moment because you're being sold bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. The only way out of it is to do that process, is to pull back and say, what is this image actually saying? It's saying, as a 40-year-old woman, I should be primarily focused on on like literally becoming a bodybuilder Mm -hmm. and what is that that's going to give me health Mm -hmm. and confidence and that is really not a healthy message.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the thing is, aside from the fact that the overwhelming majority of people could never actually look like that because it's not within their physiology or their genetics to Mm -hmm. look like that, there are, I've had many clients in this situation where, you know, that have been in a thinner body or, you know, what would be considered acceptable in our culture in terms of a body shape and size. And were they any happier? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had someone actually truly say, I've had, certainly had people say, yes, they felt more confident that size. And that often comes back to clothing. Yeah. That when we actually dig a little bit deeper, you know, were they completely happy with themselves? Were they at that point they you know was their life what they wanted it to be? And no, it's not. So even for people, that small percentage that can have that body size or shape, it's not what life is about.
0: It's not a guarantee of happiness and success and ease. And yeah, for for a lot of people who have to kind of sacrifice a hell of a lot in order to achieve that ideal, what it gives them is a enormous eating disorder. Mm. not exactly easy Definitely. to live with yeah and hard to recover from but easy to fall into yeah and that sort of stuff never gets mentioned
1: no and then i guess the other thing that never gets mentioned which i touched on before is that the people that are selling these sort of programs and you know if i can name names michelle bridges is an obvious one and sarah wilson yeah. Pete Eddins, yeah they are genetically in lean bodies in small bodies mm. they are conventionally attractive people mm. you know so if they can do it then and they, you know they had the fame behind them as well and it's almost like this idea well if, if they can do it then you must be able to do it too and they are so convinced of their message mm. uh, so I'd love to sit down with Michelle Bridges and actually just talk to her have this whole conversation about body image and the fact that most people's blueprint for size it couldn't be like that and how following those sort of programs. You know how problematic it all is, I'd love to sit down with, and, and chat to her about that because there's this part of me that just wants to believe that she'd get it and she'd understand it. But then there's this other part of me that, and I off, you know, it's one of my favourite quotes, is a, a very old quote, I think it's from the 1800s, by a gentleman called Upton Sinclair. So the language is very patriarchal because it's <laughs> so old, which is it's very difficult to have a man understand something when his income depends upon him not understanding it
0: oh exactly because i think talking about sitting down with michelle bridges i'm like well a lot rides on her not understanding this
1: Mm, yeah Yeah. and although i think it's within her mental capacity to understand it i think what potentially might be the big roadblock there is that that's her life her empire her identity
0: Mm, mm, that's right everything would need to change and we've all done it in the non-diet approach. If you're a health professional working in the non-diet approach, we've all transitioned from being that more weight, because we all come from diet culture and we've all transitioned from weight focused into sort of weight focused. And then there's this stage of like realization of harm mm-hmm. and then change to non-diet. And I've done that. And I know you've done that. And I think it's harder for you as a dietitian to do that because just like Michelle Bridges, I guess your whole kind of, Income depends on talking to people about food, so but you took the hit, right? You really did shift everything.
1: There is one one big difference between Michelle Bridges and myself, though, in terms of our income.
0: <laughs> I hope there's more than one difference. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yes, yeah, true, but, it, but I, you know, I didn't stand to lose millions, mm-hmm. so okay. not that I'm in relative terms,
0: it yeah. was going yeah. to affect you <laughs> financially, and you decided to go to that kind of place of ethics and transparency and helping humans rather than continuing to sell and peddle weight loss.
1: Except, you know what, the really interesting thing was, and I think this is really important for any dietitians who might be listening to this who are in that sort of phase of transitioning or thinking about it, is my income actually didn't change.
0: Yeah, interesting, yeah. It's a common thing. You know what, mine didn't either. As a psychologist, mine probably improved actually. The yeah. More about it. Yeah. Because they're, oh, God, this sounds so capitalist, but there is a market for people who are casualties of the diet culture that we live in. Totally. Yeah, Yeah. which is a horrible way of putting it. But (laughs) I I always say to my clients, I look forward to the day when the phone stops ringing Mm. and and I can just go off and become a florist and know that the world is a better place and it doesn't need me in it anymore.
1: Totally, yeah. I've thought many a time well actually i do i do more i you know when i was doing weight loss i did more than just weight loss in my practice but if say if what i was doing now is entirely the body image non-diet approach work i shouldn't have a job really yeah. no we shouldn't you have know, a- my job shouldn't exist mm.
0: we could all yeah just be sitting around in the nursery or florist or wherever we're
1: working but well, you, can, you can have your your florist and i'll breed golden retrievers awesome <laughs> <laughs> i'll have like a nice big property with heaps and heaps of little golden retrievers and, <laughs> and you can bring flowers or you, can <laughs> you can grow your flowers
0: there this is the difference right and we are willing to let go if necessary but i guess brands like weight watchers and michelle bridges have a hell of a lot riding on keeping going no matter what and no matter what kind of human cost is involved which is a really dreadful thing to think about, but it's so important to realise. I want to read you a quote from the article. (laughs) With health and wellness now firmly in vogue, in vogue, Weight Watchers Mm. does not want to be seen as a short-term fix. Rather, it's positioning itself as a credo to live, live by. With its app, something users check as frequently as Facebook or Twitter. So, and then at the end of the paragraph, it says, we can inspire people to have healthy habits. And that's not just about weight loss, but creating a structure you can live with. And when I read that, I got a bit of a cold shiver because creating a structure you can live with just reminds me of creating food prison.
1: Mm,
0: absolutely. Creating a structure you can live with. that No, that is creating rules that we're going to trap you in and pretending that it works for people. So there it is right there in their article. They're doing the same thing. They're telling you it's easier to live in, but it's also saying you've got to be there 24-7. Who yeah. wants to check their Weight Watchers app as frequently as Facebook or Twitter? Uh,
1: no idea, but <laughs> hopefully no one.
0: That's like saying I have to police myself several times a day. Yeah. Is that what we're coming down to? Like, And then pretend it's not policing because it's not appearance-based, but... I mean, let's be frank. We're policing what we're eating, so we can wear white to the Emmys.
1: Absolutely, and a cat suit no less. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Weight Watchers and brands like that don't want freedom for people.
1: No, no. And I just—I was just reading that paragraph again too, and they're so—they're so, they're so sneaky. In that, you know, it's not about weight loss, but that, you know, we can inspire people to have healthy habits, and then that's not just about losing ten pounds. So mm. it's like they're promising that you will lose ten pounds.
0: I know. Let's put the the yeah, ten kilos in there. So sneaky, even though ninety four percent chance you won't do that.
1: <laughs> Precisely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's so sneaky. It's so underhanded, and that's why it's so tricky to navigate diet culture these days mm. because it's very smugly, just smugly selling that, that it, everything's changed and absolutely nothing's changed.
1: Absolutely not. And so I was just looking for another quote that I posted on the Moderation Movement page and in doing that, I've run across the new CSIRO diet. So the oh, whole.
0: Is that the personality diet?
1: <laughs> no, that was the one. Their ad said, eat for the body you want, not for <sighs> the body you can't. I
0: can't believe they actually put that up on Instagram, right?
1: I know, it's insane.
0: That's such a dreadful message. And that's from the CSIRO who are supposed to be, I think they're taxpayer funded, right? Yep. So we are paying for ads that encourage weight loss.
1: Yeah, and are just continuing to perpetuate the desire to have that you know, quote-unquote better body. So they're contributing to the, the body image crisis that we have. Mm. Mm. Uh, the best response I saw to that was from our friend and colleague, uh, dietitian Susan Williams, who <laughs> said, "I want a panda body. <laughs> Do I eat bamboo?
0: <laughs> Do I eat bamboo? <laughs> I well, I will put out both of those Instagram pictures in the show notes because that, that made me laugh so hard. It was very I funny. Want a panda body. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the quote I was looking for was from Kai Hibbard, which was one of the American Biggest Loser contestants. And I listened to a podcast with her and one of the things she said is, I'm tired of profit meaning more than people's lives.
0: Oh, yes, I love that quote. And yeah. that's exactly what's going on here. The only thing yeah. that matters is the bottom line and the profit. And they'll tell us absolutely anything to mm-hmm. help us swallow their message. So we'll be tempted and seduced by their dreams and promises and mm-hmm. um, yeah we've got to really use our critical thinking and you know all of those kinds of skills like pulling back and saying what is this message actually saying if people are using language of empowerment is it really empowering me mm. yeah
1: yeah and most of the time no, it's completely disempowering
0: yeah yeah or how many of those like insidious appearance comments snuck into all of this empowerment talk mm-hmm Or weight loss talk, it's really picking it apart because, you know, a genuine non diet approach, article or blog or Instagram post, you know, material will look really different to this wolf in sheep's clothing style Mm. stealth attack that we're sort of suffering all over the place right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the idea that to feel powerful, to be empowered, to be that better person, to be confident, you've got to change how you look,
0: Mm. which is bullshit.
1: Oh, yeah, totally,
0: totally. <laughs> Yeah, to be confident, to be empowered, to be free is mm. actually pushing back against all of this appearance-related crap and, and concentrate on critically evaluating the culture that we're living in mm. and making it better for other people. Walking away from the weight loss stream is difficult. It really yes. is. But one thing I, I try to ask people to do, you know, because often you know, I see people like the diet casualties, the people are at the end of mm. their tether from like 10 or 15 diets. Or twenty yeah. years of dieting, and mm-hmm. an exercise that can be helpful, although a little confronting, is to write down every diet you've ever been on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like on a timeline, if you can remember, and write down like a brief summary of what happened. You know, how old you were. So I was fourteen. I went to Weight Watchers. I lost a bit of weight for cheerleading, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then you know, if you keep going on sixteen, the weight came back. I went to Jenny Craig keep writing them down and keep and see the cycle
1: yeah.
0: for most for most people you'll see a cycle of initial weight loss with a diet or program a weight regain another diet the same cycle and gradually over time less and less weight tends to be lost in dieting because our bodies are getting better and better at holding on during famine periods they're just looking like what is my cycle how many diets yeah. have i been on what have they given me yeah.
1: And what's happened to that person's physical and mental health over that time? You know, we still very much live in a culture which ties health to weight loss. So, this, so for a lot of the people we see, part of losing weight, because a lot of people will say it's not a body image thing, it's not about appearance, it's about health. Mm. Now, deep down for nearly all those people, there is a body image component. It's just kind of buried. But even if it is about health, Pretty much every client that I see and I see people have been dieting here yeah, for a couple of years up to probably the longest is maybe more than sixty years. So I've got some clients in their seventies and a couple in their eighties. Mm. And the one thing that they get to the point that they're seeing me, and they have been pursuing health. So let's say they let's say mm. the weight loss was about pursuing health. They've been pursuing health their entire life and they are now the least healthy they've ever been. Mm. More more psychologically so than necessarily physically
0: yeah yeah so what kind of things do you see psychologically
1: they're just so deeply unhappy with themselves there's so much emotional distress around food the social effect it has so I had one lady this week telling me that she suddenly realized like last summer they might have been the one before they had all these people over all the time now she was at a point there where she'd been on a diet and lost weight and then she would regained it and because she felt so bad about herself they stopped asking people around for, to their house. So, like, people's social connection just gets so disrupted by all this focus on, what, you know, when when you, when you feel crappy about yourself and um, with the body image stuff and continually dieting and restricting food. So, part of what, what my client was saying was that one of the reasons she didn't want people to come around is she didn't like how she looked. She didn't she couldn't wear any nice clothes. She didn't want people to see her like that, but she didn't know what to eat. She didn't want to have to cook food that wasn't part of her strict diet or plan.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, it's so demoralising and isolating and it just narrows your life mm. to the extent where people are really just existing and not thriving whatsoever.
1: Mm.
0: And I don't know, that to me just does not sound healthy. No. So what's your advice for people who have been on every diet under the sun?
1: So, obviously, you stop dieting. <laughs> that's fairly evident. But sometimes that's a conversation that really needs to be explored because what do we mean when we say dieting? So a lot of people do manipulate their food or their exercise and don't necessarily see that as dieting. So it's really being clear on what do we mean by that. So often what i say to clients who spent their life pursuing weight loss is to suggest trying something they've never tried before. Mm-hmm. which is to not pursue weight loss, which is re- you yeah. know, uh, mm-hmm. much easier to get said than done. As you mentioned before, it's a really difficult thing to do, but to put that weight loss goal. And I always say to my clients, it's totally fine to want to lose weight. That strong desire to lose weight is normal. and am explaining all the cultural conditioning. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's okay to have that, but that we, it's, a, it's taking that out of the focus and just putting yeah. that to the side and really talking about what health means away from food exercise appearance
0: mm yeah yeah I think it's exceptionally relieving for people when we start talking about just gently putting aside the focus on weight loss and trying to focus on something else for a change yeah be a nice gentle way to start putting down dieting or putting down weight loss focus because it is a confronting big change, but we can gently put it down, to put that focus down for a little while and start hmm. reconnecting with really simple stuff like hunger and fullness yep. and enjoyment when it comes yep. to food, reducing feelings of deprivation. Like there's, there's so much richness in non-diet work. Yeah. I, I love doing it because I think sometimes I hear from people, well, if you're not dieting, you've given up, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is, is such bullshit. There is amazing alternatives to dieting and all yeah. <laughs> about connecting to your body.
1: Yeah, totally. And we're, Our brains tend to we get stuck in this black and white thinking. So it's like if I'm not dieting, I must be binging on, you know, all sorts mm. of whatever foods. Um, it's, like it's, it's almost like there's nothing in between. So it's really about helping people mm-hmm. find that middle ground that where you, know, you don't have to restrict... But it doesn't mean that you're not doing the opposite of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that reaction to not dieting is like in a frenzy, a bit of a food frenzy or going for it or in like a a gorging state happens because of deprivation. And it Mm. happens as a reaction to dieting itself. And if you're not on a diet, then in diet mentality, it's not too long until you have to go back on one. So you're going to go for it, right? Right up until Monday when something else will start again
1: absolutely
0: yeah and it's it's getting it's in conversation with people getting them to see that pattern and then reminding them that actually not dieting doesn't mean there's this point where you'll go back on one (laughs) but not dieting means just really living peacefully and starting to feel safe again
1: yeah and going back to i guess that sort of putting that weight loss the appearance focus aside it's I guess what we're looking at changing, you know, and obviously you'd be doing this as well, is that what really what we're working on is changing how people think and feel, They're changing their thought processes as opposed to changing their physical appearance. And I have to say one of the most rewarding comments that I hear from my clients, and I feel like this is, you know, we've definitely turned the corner or they've turned the corner when they come into my office saying, I'm just not thinking about food anymore.
0: Yeah, love that yeah it just it doesn't dominate my life anymore yeah yeah i love that moment and that's freedom yeah Mm. and that doesn't mean that we have to tune into any kind of Weight Watchers app every five minutes to stay there
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's so different yeah i mean Watchers is just the antithesis of a non-diet approach or intuitive eating
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely I'm feeling a lot calmer now actually. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we've unpacked that. I think we've put her to bed. <laughs> and and I hope that everyone listening has benefited from that dissection of that article. And also have maybe, you know, heard a bit more about the non-diet approach and how that differs. So yeah. Thank you for all you do in your non-diet work. So you're an amazing dietitian. It's so good to know you're out there doing the good stuff.
1: Well, thank you. My pleasure. And thank you too for doing your amazing work.
0: (laughs) So we will chat again soon, I'm sure. Definitely. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Louise. That was me and the fascinating and totally fired up Zoe Nicholson. I just love how she delivers her messages with such passion and conviction. And I just know that underneath everything she says, she's just totally genuine, which is the utter opposite of everyone in places like Weight Watchers. So what a breath of fresh air, right? How cool is she? So if you want to find out more about Zoe and what she does, you can go to her Love What You Eat website. You can also check out her at the themoderationmovement.com.au where she talks more about what her and Jo are doing with the moderation movement. And there's some really cool e-books that they've just released. One's about nourishing your body from an on-diet perspective and one's about moving from a joyful perspective. So you can have a look at those really valuable resources there as well. So thank you. That brings us to the end of another week. I'm so appreciative of your continued dedication to listening to my ranting each week. And if you really want it to continue, please go to iTunes and leave us a fantastic rating and review so that more rankings happen and we get noticed and seen by so many other people who need to hear this message. Because I just wanted to build and build and build and topple diet culture. Can you imagine if Weight Watchers really did shut its doors, what a victory that would be for so many human beings on the planet. So that's my reasoning for going to ask you to please leave a rating and review. And of course, if you're struggling and you are looking for something different, please have a look at our Untrapped program, untrapped.com.au, because, you know, of course I am utterly biased being the creator of the program, but having you know, being, bearing witness, I guess, to what everybody's doing in the program and the things that are happening. I'm just sort of filled with hope because there's some really life-changing things happening. And I wanted to let you guys know as well that this week we reached the 100 members mark, which it's, just terrific to have that many people in the community and I want it to keep on growing and growing so if you want to come along check us out at untrapped.com.au if you think someone you love or know would benefit tell them about it because if you join in a group with some friends like it's pretty cool what starts to happen because there's real power in groups and real power in community Okay, I will be back next week, don't you worry, with some stuff that's going to have me absolutely apocalyptic with rage. I can't wait to let you know what's coming up. So I look forward to that one. But in the meantime, trust no one, think critically, push back against diet culture, untrap from the crap.